I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Hello, everyone. Jeremy here with Brian from Sick Boy Podcast of the Antica Podcast Network. www.sickboypodcast.com. How many W's are in that? I don't know. It's too many. <laughs> our web- you, our website, you- <laughs> we've changed our website. It's actually www.sickboypodcast.com. Do you think it's hard for people with stutters to say www? That's a good question. You know what? That's something we've never done on the show. Was had so, have, Speech impediments. Yeah, or someone with a stutter. I've actually, I know a couple people that have, that still to this day have uh, like a pretty, pretty severe stutter. Dude, when I was in, uh, it's gotta like, be challenging. When I was in grade two, I was taken <laughs> to a special room in the school and, um, they, the, the my resor- parents didn't talk to me about it. The resource like, room? Yeah, kind of. And they didn't, my parents didn't say much of, about it to me. It was only like four or five times that I went, but they got me to read She Sells Seashells by the Seashore a lot because I have a little lisp. And they were trying to like, wor- like work it out of you? Yeah, I think so. Man, They're like, Brian, I- you got to close your teeth when you say S. And I'm oh, like, I can't do that. Lisps, man. I, lisps are, um, they're so, they're so endearing. Is yeah. that is that rude to say? There's a restaurant here in the city, and it's like a, kind of a fancy schmancy restaurant. And um, one of the uh, people who work there has a lisp, and it's the cutest thing. I just like I'm, <laughs> I kind of have a big crush, <laughs> and I think it's only because of her lisp. <laughs> I feel like my mouth is just lazy, dude. This episode <laughs> is already way too long. Let's All keep right. this super short. You're right. Okay, yeah. so the only reason we wanted to do this before the episode is because. Um, we wanted to say hello and also, uh, you should check out the rewatchability podcast. Yeah. I don't know. You fucked up the website. I fucked up the (laughs) plug for the other podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, Taylor and I were on it, uh, that led this last week. Yeah. Rewatchability. It's a sweet podcast, um, where basically they watch old movies and see if they still stand up. Uh, You know what? I'm not going to do the talking. Let's let the ad do the talking for it. Have you ever rewatched a movie from the past? Did it hold up or did you regret it immediately? No need to rewatch The Mask or Look Who's Talking Alone. We're the Rewatchability Podcast, and each week we jump back in time to revisit movies and TV shows to see if they stand the test of time. We'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll discuss a surprising amount of racism and misogyny in our favorite movies. From Twin Peaks to Forrest Gump to The Jungle Book, we watch movies and TV from any genre and any decade. You can subscribe and listen to our podcast on iTunes, rewatchability.com, or your local podcast network. You can also follow us on social media, at Rewatchability. Join us. We can't do this alone. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is Sarah. She had infertility issues. Let's talk about it. Well, this is how we'll start it off. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're eating pizza. And yes, we're drinking beer. <laughs> and we've started an hour and a half late. 
already. It's a complete shit show. And you know what else was a shit show? Was Sarah's experience in trying to have a baby. Mm -hmm. It's kind Mm -hmm. of a lot like how we're trying to start this fucking episode today. (laughs) A big old pain in the dick. Mm -hmm. Um, We were just sitting here talking about, you know, uh, so Brian was talking about someone in his life who was going through a very traumatic um, transitional period. And purposely, we were not recording that because it's very personal and we don't need to dive into that. But it was interesting, Bri, because you were talking about this person's point in their life that is extraordinarily um, huge in terms of a transitional period Mm. and extraordinarily traumatic in that transitional period. And I couldn't help but think of you, Sarah, in that you have come to this point in your life where you're like, hey, I'm a grown adult. I'm in love with someone. Mm Mm-hmm. Me and this other someone want to have a child, which is a big choice, a big transitional period for a lot of people in their like late to early 30s, maybe, you know, mid 20s. Sure. Mm -hmm. And you get to that transitional period. And for a lot of people, it's a matter of going, all right, I'm ovulating. Let's fuck. Here's a baby. Ba boom. We got it going. But for you guys. And for a lot of people, yeah, yeah. put through the totally through fucking ringer. ringer. Mm-hmm. What are we here to talk about today? <laughs> Infertility. <laughs> and it's such it's such a Debbie Downer subject. It's like Debbie Downer, one of the SNL episodes, they actually have her in Disney World saying, well, it's official. I can't have children. And that's what it feels like every time I talk about it. But it's, uh, it's, a, big part, it's but, a big part of my experience the last eight years. Or so years, so. But isn't the reality, I th- I, you know, I, I feel like, I'll start out by saying that someone that I know that is, that I'm, I'm very close with is going through a similar kind of thing in their life. And I feel like what you started out by saying, Jeremy, that, that that's the perception that it's just like, hey, let's have sex and have a baby. And it's, you know, all we have to do is not take the pill or yeah. not wear a condom. And then just like that, there's going to be a baby. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is probably the most common misconception there is about childbirth because that is not how Dude, it works. Uh, and and having trouble having a child is so, so much more common <laughs> Then just it's so much harder than just going, I'm not taking birth control yeah. or I'm not going to work. And it's not fun. Like everyone yeah. says, oh, trying's the best part. And it's not. <laughs> the sex is good. But it, like trying to get pregnant is not fun. Mm. The whole the whole reason that people feel that way is because we're taught our entire like early adult um, you can get pregnant that, any day of yeah, your life. Like, don't get pregnant. Don't, like, yeah. it's, you're fucking you gambling look at her the if wrong you don't way. use a yeah. condom. And, and like, obviously, I'm not saying. Don't use condoms, but well, here's the thing. It feels I think better that the, way, right? Yeah. The closer you live to the Appalachian Trail, the higher the chances are, are of you just getting pregnant by accident. Oh wow, Clearly. I didn't know that. But, yeah, 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 yeah. This by is a family mountain. By a family member on Golden Mountain. <laughs> no, well, that's mm-hmm. also yeah. Well, you're going a little further than the Appalachian Trail, but yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah same. Are mountain. you talking about the what's more called? What, what are their names? The Golers. Are those for, are those guys from Churro or Windsor? Or what? Uh, they're from, an urban myth, I think. Are they? Uh, they don't even exist. Here, are they? Nope. Are they real? They are very uh, real. I've and my friend Ryan, his grandfather, was the judge <laughs> on 
on the court case. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very intense. And in, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, that's a, a case of, uh, of a family of uh, in, incest. incest. It's really okay. deep and dark. Yeah. We don't have to go into it right now. This episode is dark enough. <laughs> I know. I know. Speak about dark enough. Yeah. Let's take it back. Yep. So, uh, Sarah, mm-hmm. how old are you? I just turned 34. Congratulations. Thank you. And I got ID'd on my 34th birthday. You know what, Sarah? I'm going to tell you right now. You're going to get ID'd until you're 50. I hope so. Just in your genes. I think that's mm-hmm. that's part of your life. Uh, when So we're, we're talking about you and your, your significant other. Mm-hmm. When did you guys get together? How old were you? 16. Holy <laughs> fuck. You guys have been yeah, together longer than you. 17 years. Not- <laughs> I know, but yeah, put that yeah. together, Brian, into a yeah. sentence, please. Yeah, I know. I'm just, well, it, just trying to like you had no, no, the no. idea. No, try it again. No, I, I guarantee you. <laughs> no, if I try it again, it's going to be worse. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> try it again. So you've been together longer than you've been able to have. Uh, I think they're like been a lot. <laughs> See, I told you. Dude, they've been together longer than they've been alive. There yeah, I know. That's what I ended up <laughs> I don't saying. Think that's right either. That is right. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, it's not. Not. Yeah, it is. 16? You're together. 34? No, because they've been alive for 34 I got, Guys, years. I got it. I got it. Hold on. Let me finish this. You Let's guys have been chart. together for longer than you had been alive at the first time you got yeah, together. You got it. Guys, yeah. I am so good. Yeah. And he's the one who's bad at math. That's right. I know. I know. We, you know, we got a good listener. <laughs> but the other thing is, Jeremy didn't put that together until we broke down the point, and then he no. was able to <clears throat> articulate it better. Yeah. It took me about yeah. ten minutes. That doesn't yeah. mean he's good at math. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So yeah, so high school sweethearts. Um, we got married nine years ago today, actually, and so I was twenty-five. Congratulations. Um, and. We had never really like we'd never really talked about having kids. It was not something that we had it was on our radar. Like we were we were pretty young when we got married. And it it was just kind of something that I think we both had in our brains that would happen later. And that it would like at that age it's something that you don't like try to do and it's something that like everyone that you know who has kids at that age, it's it's like by mistake, right, you know, right, so yeah, yeah. it's not like an intentional thing. So it wasn't on our radar at all. And probably I was probably 26 or so. And we when we first had this like conversation about like, what are we doing? Are we going to have kids like someday? What's what's our plan here? And it was kind of like if we got pregnant right now, we would be OK. And Already at that point, like, you know, some people are kind of, they have intuitions. They've got gut gut feelings about things. I'm not one of those people, but. What does okay mean? Like, what do you mean by okay? Do you mean financially? Do you mean like where you are in your life with your professional career? Like most people wouldn't think it was a mistake. Like, I feel like if Bridie and I had a baby right now, I'd be fucked. <laughs> yeah, I but do. so the interesting the why I bring that up is because if I had a baby right now, I know that everybody around me, outside of you guys and my best friends who mm-hmm. know me well, would be like, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" And I'd be like, "My life is crumbling!" Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like no. everyone else around me would think that I've got my shit together enough to have a kid, but I'd be like, "Uh, and nah. So yeah. is that like a wholesale thing for you? Like you're going, okay, well, financially, okay. yeah, because we both had really good jobs already, and we had a house already, and mm-hmm. we were like. We were okay, and it was yeah. like, you know, it was kind of like if this happened and it was not planned, 
we're not going to like split up over it. We're, right, we're right, going right. to be like, I think the other thing okay. that we should probably let people know is that you and your partner are mm-hmm. the co-founders of Google. And so there's a lot of money flowing <laughs> yeah. around here. Yeah, and this makes sense. Billions, rich. billions filthy of dollars. Absolutely stinking, filthy rich. Yeah. Filthy rich. Yeah. And if you don't support Rolling this podcast afterwards, yeah. if you're not already a Patreon <laughs> subscriber, Sarah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I, am. I am actually. I, oh, I know you are. I know you are. For the yeah. tune of a hundred million dollars yeah. a month. No, no. <laughs> She's our first hundred million dollars subscriber. So, yeah. so, the jet outside was on me. <laughs> so, so Sarah, I think it's it's safe to say because like I feel like people kind of assume that there's this like natural progression of life where you like go through school and you go through get university job, and then you get a yeah. job and you get married and then you have yeah. kids, right? Yeah. So if you're on that, if you're, we're if you on that track then, and we're like, that's yeah. kind of the next step and we'll be okay if that happens now. But what I was saying before is like, some people have gut feelings about things and I'm not one of those people, but I did about this. And in this very first conversation that that my husband and I had about this, I was like, I feel like this isn't going to go well for us. I feel like this is going to be hard. So like what, and I know that this takes some people a long time. So if we're going to be okay, if it happens right now, if we're lucky enough for it to go easily, then we'll be okay. So we had this whole like conversation about pulling the goalie, which is what they call like getting rid of birth control. Like (laughs) let's just pull the goalie and have a lot of sex and see what happens. And for that like, stage, is, uh, it was like, yeah, pull the goalie. Have a lot of sex part. Yeah, exactly. exactly. My, my dad used to uh, say, and I've never asked him what this meant, but it's kind of the same. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> that yeah, just, just ding the beer <laughs> off the mic. That's fine. Um, my dad used to say, I'd be like, hey, dad, I'm going out to a party tonight. And just so you're aware, I'm going to be drinking. My dad, my dad was like, kind of, I'm cool with you drinking. Just let me know and, and don't try to hide it and whatever. Hey, dad, I'm going out drinking tonight. My dad would go, all right, chair. And hey, keep your stick on the ice. <laughs> and I'd be like, does that mean? What like, does that mean? Go out and fuck tonight? Like, what I would have thought you... that that meant more like, like, keep your head on your shoulders. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't. Maybe, I, maybe it was something about like a not your dick, not your, I, dick, not your dick head, I but thought, like your head I, head. I thought he was saying, if you're going to go out there, keep your stick on the ice so when she pulls the goalie, you can take it left, right, left, yeah. right, up top <laughs> shelf corner, and you got a baby. Yeah. You're really like That's... reading into that. I think it's as simple as going, don't do anything stupid. Mm-hmm. Touche. I, I, think, yeah. I, think totally, I think totally different. I think that it means what? When, you, when you have a stick on the ice and your stick is firmly planted down, which if your dick is pointed down, then it's not erect and you're not having sex. We are wow. we are slipping deep back into our juvenile sophomore. I think I think Cobb's gonna hear this and he's gonna be like Brian was right. That's exactly yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like Cobb will tune us up on what he meant and I feel like I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> Just so everybody Don't knows. do anything stupid. <clears throat> so yeah. anyway, Sarah. Yeah. So that was kind of it. So for the next year or two or three, I don't know, we just like played it easy and just saw what happened and didn't really pay a lot of attention to it. It was just like. So you you kind of went, you played those next few months or whatever, year or so. Probably two years. Two years more. unprotected. Yeah. Goalie, pull, goalie pulled. Yeah. Like let the, let the roster fly free mm-hmm. and try to shoot at the net as much yeah. as possible. One more. But the thing was that Sidney Crosby was not on your husband's team. No, Sidney Crosby, no. Right. Like power play. Yeah. We joke that his firm had like terrible navigational skills, but 
like skip ahead a couple steps. It's all me. It's all my fault. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. I have I have the eggs of like a seven year old obese smoker. Apparently, okay. So that's, that's the that's a, so that's, that's like the root. The end of the the story. Not not the end. That's the end of part one of the story. Right. Well, let's move into part two. Yeah. So you start to you have the goalie pulled. Yeah, and then you go into this like okay, it's been a year or two or maybe three. I can't remember. So. Now we got to let's just go see a doctor and get some blood work done and see what's going on and start start getting some tests done. And then you start like doing all of these things to track because like ovulation is concealed in humans like other primates, like their butts turn blue and stuff like that. Mm. Like we we have really, really subtle signs for ovulation. And it's like what are the signs for ovulation? um, I have no idea. There's a whole, there's a bunch of them if you really get into it. Your but clit the, turns the blue. Biggest, yeah, yeah. But, Your no. clit enlarges by five times. You never no. saw that in Kyla? There, her clit no. turned blue. I like, never noticed. And no. just goes bling, beep, bling. It's just flashing. Yeah. I mean, I did yeah. see a little flash, and little she, she wears white. When she wears, when she wears white, it's I very similar to a, to a, an airline yeah. uh, sort of uh, runway. Yeah, where it's just a bunch of lights going. It's like. If you track your basal body temperature, which is your temperature when you first wake up in the morning before you move, and you track that for months and months and months, and you might see a trend where your temperature peaks a little bit around the middle Whoa. of your cycle. It's that, that minute? That minute. I was gonna say, like of a, your, the middle of your, your cycle as in your, your menstruation, menstruation cycle. cycle. Yeah. yeah. I was so say, around that's day how... 14 or so. Day was... one being like the first day of your period. Day 14 being around when most women ovulate, but it varies. And... Um, and that's like, that's one way you can tell, but then you can t- like check the, the consistency of your cervical mucus. And mm. But this is like, because you're saying like, you're saying like these primates, they're like butts turn blue, some of them. And you're saying like, there are some ways you can track a woman's, but it's like these things where you need like medical equipment or like thermometers. Yeah. And yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. You need a special. Of, yeah. So, and then things, there's right? like ovulation, like kits that you can like pee on the stick and it'll tell you if you're ovulating and like expensive fertility monitors mm-hmm. that'll track Well, that's kind of cool though. It is kind of cool. That's it's neat. A, yeah. So um, if you are, were you guys, sorry, were you guys fucking with that? Like, were you peeing on sticks? Being I was like, doing all of it. Come in her Dude, now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, you're trying, to have a, you're trying to have a baby and you're figuring that, you, yeah. that nothing's working. Of right. course you're going to be doing everything. I don't get, how much are those? How much are those things? Uh, the, the, the really good one that I had was well, I borrowed it from my boss's wife, so she bought Whoa. the kit. She's and your boss. This is crazy because you guys found a Google, so your boss's <laughs> wife was Google. literally Ivanka Trump. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked. definitely didn't yeah, have anything, I definitely didn't have anything yeah. to do with Google. You just took yeah. a, a person who you know is rich and just applied it to Google. No. 100%. So I think that monitor is a couple hundred dollars, and then the sticks are like eighty bucks for a box. Of Holy the fuck! So, yeah. That's a, whoa. That's expensive. So, so in the realm of um of ovulation, I mean, I'm I'm just thinking about um you know coming back to to someone who struggles with having a baby versus mm-hmm. the uh you know the perception globally, or mm-hmm. at least it seems like it's globally that you know having a baby is almost inevitable if you just stop using mm-hmm. protection. Like, what is it? And and do you know this? Do you have do you have to be like near or in ovulation to, to become pregnant or is it just, you have a higher likelihood? Like yeah. where are all these people that are just 
boning and having yeah. and having babies by well, they, accident. They don't they, know when they're ovulating and they might think they know, but the signs are so subtle that unless you're tracking it, you don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't know until I tracked for maybe a year that I ovulate around day 17 or 18 instead of 14. So if I had not done that, I would have, so you know, been having sex. Here's only probably around, a very yeah. dumb question. Yeah. Cause I, cause I honestly have as someone who's sterile, mm-hmm. I haven't had to look into it. Yeah. I have no fucking idea. I don't even know what ovulation really means. I, I mean, what I know is that it's like, okay, that's the time that you can get pregnant. But when you just brought it's, that up, I never thought about well, it. Well, what Tay, does it like, mean? It's like it's the, it's the ideal have, time for you to become. Imp- yeah. It's the because ideal time? Ideal. Ideal. But not the only time. Well, it's like a few days on either side of ovulation. Okay. When, when the egg is released from the ovary and it's, in the fallopian tube and like so there's a kind of a day or two when when that travels and then maybe a few days before that you're fertile too because sperm can live for a couple days in your uterus so god love i know them. i know god love them wait so so is this yeah. true like i'm i'm not sure if i'm hearing this right like it, out of the entire month there's like three to four Five days that, that you, you can, can get actually pregnant. get pregnant. But like what? the other, That's it? is that really true? Like the other twenty six, like boom, it's not possible. Mm. Yeah, there has to be an egg. Well, I mean, that's like 15. Whoa. Egg and sperm 16. have to That's meet. like between 15 and 18 percent. I'm liking my of odds the, now. of the month. <laughs> that like, I mean, dude, that's still pretty fucking bananas. Yeah. Hey, protect not really, yourself. Man, dude, wear that, condoms. Yeah. Dude, wear that condoms. That, totally, totally, that accounts totally. for. Don't use the right <coughs> method because birth control like is I a said, thing for a reason. You don't. Yeah. If those signs are so subtle, you don't know for sure unless you track it when you're ovulating. So does the ovulation can, again? And I'm so sorry. I know that the majority of our listeners are female, and they're probably rolling their eyes, going, <laughs> "Oh my god!" Yeah, but, I'm sorry if I'm getting this wrong. I've been kind of out oh, of this world whatever. for years, so, so you, you have the right to get this wrong. If, yeah, is the is the ovulation time before or after the the menstruation? Before. So menstruation is like day 28 to 30 on a regular cycle and ovulation is usually around day 14 typically. So that's why you would like miss your period because the lining stays in as, to, in order to, to be a To nest. nourish that baby. Totally. totally. The baby, baby right nest now. juice, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. But otherwise it's I like, remember that. Yeah, I just thought Baby <laughs> nest juice. You yeah. really are a Patreon supporter. I, I've listened to all www.patreon.com slash sick boy. But otherwise your your body's like, okay, we don't need this. We don't this. need this. Get, get rid, rid of it. it. Right. Totally. Okay. Yep. So okay. that's, and that's day one of your next cycle. So let's come back to you and your partner. Yeah. You guys start to realize, okay, the goalie's been pulled. Mm-hmm. And it's still not going it's great. It's just not going great. Everybody around us is getting pregnant. Was mm-hmm. that a thing? Did you yeah. start to realize that like, you know, when you buy a car and you see that car everywhere, yeah. was it like the opposite of that where you're going, yeah. we can't get pregnant, but everyone yeah. is. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And so what did, what's the next step? So like, I guess you go see a doctor. Step, yeah. So we had, I had a referral. I've been, I might. Doctor was kind of a dickhead, and he he didn't take me seriously when I told him I was we were struggling with this because my husband was working some of the time in Alberta and traveling back and forth. But we were able to to give it a good shot most months that we were together, and it was still like still I was confident that it wasn't going well, but my doctor didn't believe me, and he was reluctant to give me a referral to the fertility clinic, and he eventually gave me a referral. To make me feel better, and I was like, how, "Fuck you!" How can you be reluctant? For I know, that? I know. Like, do you well, go? Well, I don't want to burden them. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, dude, it's your so fucking job. Just people, say, uh, "Yeah, sure." Yeah, if this is how you feel, then I'll do it. Get your money, totally. Yeah. 
for anyone listening, you don't need a doctor's referral in, in at the Halifax clinic anyway. You can just you can self refer. You don't have okay. to get a doctor's referral. So if your doctor's doctor's being a dickhead, just bypass them go and go right to the clinic. I think the, this is important because yeah. I think there's gonna we kind of addressed this before we started recording, but like and and I kind of addressed it earlier. But the majority of our listeners are female, mm-hmm. and I don't think what you experienced is is rare. I don't no. think it's unique to you. No. I think that there's quite a few people, even Tay, you said it yourself. Yeah, it's, it's incredibly common. Someone yeah, that you know very close to you is going through the same thing. And so I and, feel and, like these types know, of... And other than that... I have all kinds of I, advice Other than people. that, I have an, a, one of her best friends there you who go. is also going through that. And they're, yeah. they're trying to navigate few it together. A few of my best friends are all experiencing the same thing and all for totally different reasons. It's crazy. I so, had someone say the other day that this, that, that it's, that... They were going infertility rates are on the rise and that it's not actually that infertility oh. rates are on the rise. Did it's you just guys that- see children of men? Yes. Ooh, it's yeah. a scary movie. Let's not, let's not even talk about scary children. Scary movie, no. especially in this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. But that they were saying that infertility rates are on the rise and then someone was going, dude, I don't think infertility rates are on the rise. I think that people are trying are later. just t- are talking. No, no oh. that they're that they're talking about it, that they're going that they're talking about the fact that they that they're having trouble, ha- yeah. Right, getting it's becoming pregnant. more part and of the it's just becoming like less of a taboo thing where people <laughs> yeah. just. Wait, what, are you, what are you dying yeah, what are you over laughing here? What are you laughing at? I have no idea. So you're fucking dying over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious. Actually, <laughs> to be totally honest, the Children guys, of Men is not a comedy, right? <laughs> no. I'm so interested in what Sarah has to talk about, and you guys just can't <laughs> stop talking about like hey. all yeah. these different things. Hey, <laughs> it's like a million miles a minute for well, you guys. Let I know. Let me just. Like, be I, into we're it. like we're like not even at like the one percent of this. But let me just say this. Let me say this. This happens. Listen, down. anybody who's listened to this from mm-hmm. day one knows that every fucking time the three of us dive into one of these conversations that are very female focused and like <laughs> that we have nothing to like nothing to like relate to really in terms of like this is a lot of your own anatomy. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, we're fascinated yep. if we're talking about like. Like miscarriages, if we're talking mm. about endometriosis, if we're talking about like, um, you know, the, the the issues with like breastfeeding, like that shit's the shit yeah. that I'm just Dude, fucking dying to know about. bodies are crazy. They're fucking and I, and I also, I also think that it's, that it's, it's one of those conversations where it's like, yo, this is one of the most taboo conversations yeah. that people can have. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. it's very similar to the miscarriage conversation that we had where, yeah. where they, so that, where they let, said, that brings me to my next step. So we're yes. in the process of like going through referrals to doctors and our doctor said, well, we'll send you in for um, an ultrasound. We'll get your referral to the fertility clinic eventually. And then I got pregnant Whoa. by oh. having sex for free. <laughs> it was incredible. Nice. So, all excited because I actually had, I happened to have uh, an ultrasound scheduled for like exploratory purposes. And that was maybe when I was eight weeks pregnant. So I'm like, I'm just still going to go. I'm going to go to this appointment because it's booked anyway. And now instead of looking for problems, I can look at this baby. Did you not tell them though? Were you like, oh well, yeah, I, I told know. them. I told oh. them totally. Yeah. That like, would have been cool if you're like, course. I can't get pregnant. Yeah, and they're like, oh, oh my Sarah, God. you are pregnant. <laughs> you're super pregnant. Yeah, I know. I know. So I went and it was incredible. You see this little like flutter heartbeat. It was oh. amazing. Oh, and no. then I had a miscarriage like a month later oh. and it was heartbreaking. But I, I think I'm similar to you, Brian, that. 
I'm one of those annoyingly optimistic people. Mm-hmm. It's broken a little bit. It's kind of conditioned out of me now, but um, it's so annoying. That. Yeah, it's so <laughs> annoying. No, I still kidding, have I'm it, kidding. but it's like shifted a little. We'll get into that later, maybe. But um, I was like, okay, this is okay. This is good news. I got pregnant. This like miscarriages are super common. It means that, you know, things are working, sperm and egg are finding each other. It's mm-hmm. all good. This is a this is a step forward rather than a step back. You're kind of like an Alaskan gold uh, searcher <laughs> who's like who's been searching for eight months, uh, <laughs> exactly. or like three years. And then you find a piece all your, of gold. All your friends are dead. Exactly. They've all left. They've yeah. all gone back to exactly California. Super relatable metaphor yep. with the gold rush. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So, so I hit gold. I got pregnant and then I lost it. And that was like, it was awful. I, I don't recommend that at all to anybody. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't think people are going out and choosing that. I, no. I think that that's the thing no. that, you no, know, no, like, no. I don't think you even it's need not to not recommend that. It's one of those experiences that, that you want <laughs> yeah, on just your like, list. Yeah. So, but then, it's a bad so, one. I, so like, you're hoping that fainted, it's gonna... like, four times. I, oh, I smashed no. my teeth on a table. Wait. I left a dent on the metal. Wait, from, oh. from what, sorry? From blood loss from the miscarriage. Oh, my God. Oh, it was awful. Sarah. Yeah. But then, Ugh. but then, so like you're you're trying to continue to be optimistic after. Yeah, I'm this like, this time. is good news. This but that is, and that is like, I could understand why you would be optimistic because yeah, you actually common. did get pregnant, right? Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, in in response to the miscarriage, I ended up seeing the same doctor at the IWK who works at the. I had a referral to see her at the fertility clinic and, and canceled it because I was pregnant. And then I said, well, I just had an appointment to see you and I canceled it. And now I'm seeing you here in this capacity. So can I, can I come back and see you at the clinic? So we started talking about um, meeting up with her at the fertility clinic and getting more tests done and seeing like, there's all kinds of tests. There's one that I had done called a hysterosalpingogram. Or, oh, that sounds so fun. Yeah, it's not. Oh. Well, why <laughs> don't like you tell us why it's not fun? radioactive dye shot through your uterus <gasps> Via under the vagina. x-ray. Dude, yeah. that's a barium enema, but into your uterus. Yeah, Whoa. it doesn't feel good. Because barium is a dye that is yeah. very visible through the through x-ray. like through x-ray. Yeah, I have not had a barium enema. S- say the name of it again. Hysterosalpingogram. Wow. Oh, that's a really yeah. cool sounds name. Better. HSG yeah. or a diet test. It's called a diet test. You should get that uh, tattooed in script across the top of your right sternum. Here. Yeah. All of the tests that I've had. Because <laughs> with all chest. those characters, it would go yeah. from your the, the mm-hmm. top of your clavicle on the left and I'll all make up the way some, across some your right. dash meaning for it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of the so that's I'm... to see whether your fallopian tubes are open. Because if, if your fallopian tubes are blocked, then you could be ovulating, but your eggs don't get down to your uterus. Right. So okay. that just sees oh. if they're blocked. One of the things I'm curious about is, is like, this is up until this point, it's been what, about three years since you yeah. kind of started to yep. think about three it. Years-ish. And, and, uh, you've obviously faced a lot of challenges. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get pregnant. You're not, then you, you get pregnant, you have this miscarriage, yeah. you're going through all these tests now. Um, were you able to talk about that with your number one, your partner yeah. and then number two, your friends? Yep. Um, at that stage, I was a little quiet with my friends. I don't know if I talked to many other people besides my husband about it then. Um, and it was that was like for me, probably the most emotional time at all. Like I'm I'm a scientist and I understand like I'm not like a scientist, but I'm a biologist. Yeah, you and started Google. Yeah, I, get it. I, I did not start Google. Uh... <laughs> I spent my days bushwhacking through the woods. Um <laughs> looking for rare plants and whatever but 
Um, mining for gold. Mining for gold. <laughs> like, honestly. Yeah. In for, the gold for rush. Real, for real. In the gold yeah. rush, yeah. Okay. Um, so where was I going with that? So you're not, uh, you don't really have many friends because yeah. you spend a lot of time in the woods. <laughs> yeah. No, you yeah. didn't, re- you didn't really, you were saying that yeah. you, you didn't really, you didn't really speak to your friends that much that about point. it. And it wasn't until I, I had my miscarriage <laughs> and then, and then started talking to the fertility specialist that I, <laughs> that I started talking to my friends more about it. And my friends are amazing. They're like, half of them are going through this too. So we're really an unfortunate collective group of people, but fortunate to have each other. I don't think that you are. I think that it's common. I think that, I think that uh, that's common for most groups of friends. I think so. I've had friends go through like early pregnancy losses and late pregnancy losses. And one question is, you know, before the miscarriage, when everything was like really challenging, was that mentally challenging for you? Like, was it, was it kind of tough? Yeah. Do you think that in those moments where you knew it was tough and challenging to produce this baby, mm-hmm. do you think that if you had the ability to speak with peers and friends and stuff like that, that it would have been a sort of easier process? Like if you had that outlet? Probably. And I, I did. I just kind of kept it a little private at that point now i'm like wide open book but, right and so yeah. why do you think you kept it private do you think it was there's, just like a, eh, a it's none of your business shame around it for sure there's mm. definitely some shame and some some guilt and i mean we were still really young like i started trying when i was 26 is it so, like a, is it like an embar- like an embarrassment like you feel like there's something wrong with you not, or i don't know i can't put my finger on it but it's it's a little for me anyway, and I think for a lot of people, there's a bit of shame associated with it. And it's just, it's weird to admit that you're trying to have a baby. It's a right, weird right. thing. Like you feel like you should just be able to. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So especially when it's that, that kind of thing, like you said, in the very beginning where we spend, I know I spent my entire mm-hmm. high school life of just being told like hammered into my head of yeah. like, you will get that girl pregnant. Do was, not get that girl pregnant. Like it's so easy to get someone pregnant yeah. or it's so easy yeah. to get pregnant. I was drunk in, in Mexico with, uh, with my oh, cousin who's like 16 years old. And it was right after I went to finally see, it was after a few visits with the fertility specialist, but right after they told us like, you should really consider IVF or IUI. And I'm drunk in Mexico and I'm telling my cousin who's 16 years old, it is so much harder to get pregnant than they lead you to believe. <laughs> I was like, you should assume that you're going to be with the same guy now and start trying right now. Because if that was me, it would have, because I was with when I was, oh, I was not supposed to say something. that's fine. <laughs> I, believe it. That's I was, I was with that uh, because I was with my husband when I was her age. So I, you know, if, if I had started trying then I, it might've worked, but <laughs> She's like, that's terrible advice. Don't tell anybody that. And it's true. Don't, don't listen to that. That's garbage. So when did you, um, so you've been on this path, you guys are trying for a while, you're doing Mm -hmm. tests and you're doing all these things. You're paying money to try and find out like, what's the deal? Like, is it you? I mean, I'm assuming your husband was doing some, some testing as well. well. His test was going to the clinic and jizzing in a cup. And he sounds super great. He was like, (laughs) he's like, complaining about how oh my god the porn they have in the jerk off room is old and it's the on vhs like and how blah, blah, blah. oh i don't know like like if it's i what wasn't so what wasn't year there. is it like i don't know it was 2015 14 when this was happening and i mean you gotta yeah, have at least 2012 porn 
No, it wasn't. It was on VHS. What? And I'm like, oh, you poor thing. Dude, I'm not trying to watch porn that I watched in junior high. (laughs) I know. know. Give me a break. I feel really badly for him. I mean, <laughs> I'm I know, having like I mean, radioactive dye shot into my like, uterus. Uh, I'm having I, like water balloons blown up inside my uterus. I'm having all of these things. Dude, in my maybe uterus, that's the, maybe that's it. what's wrong with it. The whole thing is like they've just been giving guys shitty porn, and so their their cum is just like low quality. Yeah, because they're maybe. They're, they're getting low quality maybe. porn, so they're getting low quality arousal. I don't and know. These IVF treatments are just like you know what? Yeah. We've got low quality sperm. This is, Guys, this is I, really... I just went out to take a pee, and, and you, I all I heard was low-quality cum, I know. and I was like, are you guys talking about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jeremy's got real low-quality It's low not about cum. you this time. Um, <laughs> so I, I find that that really interesting, because when you were saying, like, he goes into this jerk-off room, and all <laughs> of a sudden... I'm sure that's not what it says on the... <laughs> that's what I would call it, but, for sure. But all of a sudden, I'm like... All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, my God, that's that's so like that would be so shitty going to this room and having to jerk off because. But, <laughs> Dude, I know I've done that, honestly. And I'm and I'm trying to be really Probably honest about this. Like I and I felt that way because I'm a guy and he's a guy. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, OK, that would be me in this situation. Yeah. And now I can all of a sudden picture myself in his shoes. And I'm like, that's shitty. But you, when you're saying this, like, radioactive dye into your vagina or whatever, like... Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, it's it a, gets well, better, that's a too. Vagina, you know? It's a cakewalk compared to what you yeah. got to do. How? It is. It is. Like, How? like, the guy's role is very easy. So minimal, right? yeah. And, and I mean, they have to deal with all our crazy shit, but... but it's crazy that, yeah. like, yeah. as a guy, I'm like, crazy oh, women. to that, I know. Though. Let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you all about it. <laughs> How was it that... How was it... How did it get better? I, you said that oh, with extreme sarcasm, talking. but how did that get better? How did what get better? The, the dye being shot into your uterus. Cause you were like, Oh, oh it gets better. Oh, Oh, like how did it get worse? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I'll get into IVF then. Cause that's yeah, where it really gets because worse. Like, so, you, obviously you guys are doing your, yeah. your, you're both testing do you guys, and you need do you to, want me to give like a 30 second blip on the difference between IUI and IVF. Cause those yeah, are the two, know what either are. they're the two like main fertility treatments. Yeah. In, IUI, in Canada? No, like ar- around, like <laughs> around, around town, around town. <laughs> like, no, just, all- <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, I'm, I'm what I'm, yeah. and I'm saying that in because the caveat I'm talking of going about that I know the that there are step. treatments that are, out there that we'll probably get yeah, in, that so we'll get into that are outside of Canada. That's kind of related to IVF. Okay, it's it's similar to IVF. It's an embryo transfer, but a donor embryo transfer instead of an embryo transfer of your own embryos. Man, this stuff yeah. is all so new to me. It's I know. hurting my brain. So IUI <laughs> is intrauterine insemination, and that's basically where they will like concentrate some sperm and just put it into your uterus, and it just basically makes it closer to your egg or and it's timed with like they monitor your cycle and make sure it's at the same time as your ovulation and hopefully they they meet up yeah question down front. yeah are they taking your egg out of you no so no. it's it's all within it's you all within so, so they're going in, we're gonna we're gonna extract the sperm from your balls Oh no! Like he no, he's gonna he ejaculate. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. Wow. He ejaculates. Why would he? T- why would cup? they extract it? Well, because like how long it come out? Yeah, but how long do they live once they come out of your dick? They do it like that same day. Oh, they just take it from the cup and put it. in Dude, I thought it was lady. like uh, you know, like an endangered shark, a deep no. sea shark, where it's like you take that fucker out of the water, that guy's gonna no, be like, no, 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 no,
No, no, they can. They they've got the environment in in the clinic to treat it to keep it living and thriving. Okay, all right. So they with IUI, it's it's basically it's less expensive than IVF. It's less invasive. It's also less successful, and there's less control over the outcome. So do they do they baste it like a chicken baster into you? Basically, okay, yeah, all right, yeah, totally. So don't say chicken. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't know. If you get pregnant that way, the risk of multiples is way higher because the, they typically do that with an ovarian stimulation. Whoa, whoa, Hold on, whoa, whoa, nothing whoa. against twins. Okay, but you could end up with like a Kate Goslin situation and have oh. six. Okay, and that's right. super right because if they do that, if they do IUI with hyperstimulation of the ovaries, which I'll get into, but that so normally like every month one or two eggs mature in, mm-hmm. a, in an ovary. One or two eggs are released. Usually one, in your case, I know two. Well, not your case, but your uh, mother's case. Well, no, but it's only one because oh, it's split, it's split right? right? Totally. So, so and, yeah, Mike yeah, is a little totally. different. Brian's a twin if you yeah. haven't been listening. So um, with ovarian hyperstimulation, they give you a big dose of, of hormones to mature a whole bunch of eggs at once. So normally IUI is done with ovarian hyperstimulation so you're releasing like 17 18 eggs and throwing a whole bunch of sperm in there and then maybe none of them fertilize but maybe eight of them fertilize i wonder what the biggest okay, litter of a human was well i think it's that's i think a really it's john and big, k plus eight no oh, that uh, wasn't that wasn't one litter there's yeah, gotta be one in china six. that was so, like just 20 kids that's a huge medical ethical issue is they're really, really clear at the clinic here and any clinic with good ethical standards. If you get pregnant with more than two embryos, oh. you have to do fetal reduction Whoa. because it's really, really Whoa. dangerous to the mom and to the babies if if you carry more than so, two. Dude, that's so a whole abort. other conversation that's okay. other, that's outside of abortion where it's like it you're is basically abortion. it is. But like at the same time, you're choosing like who lives and who who, who gets to come who so, gets to come out and, and who doesn't. I'm, what about Kate? And plus so, eight. So I don't she, know about was that her an situation. Accident? No, they did IUI, but for some reason her clinic let her come to go to full term because, with six. Because TLC was like, wait. Oh, hold on. Wait. There's a cash cow. This, yeah, yeah, this is no, a series. No, no, no. Kate didn't no, have no, six no, no, at no. the same time. She had six at no, the same time. No, she had like two sets of twins or no, two sets of twins. No, she had two it's and called, then six. It's she had six at the same time? Plus Six at the same time. I'm Googling this. I think she, nah. Yeah, I, okay, it's well, for whatever. Sure I mean, just, just bypass anyway, that. Google it. We're fucking, on so, I mean, regardless, it's fucking crazy. So that's one option is IUI. Yeah. You've got the this kid like... The in your vagina. Yeah. So the so IUI this, like, is, the, is the high for, chance for the crazy amount of birth. Yeah. Well, it's either that or you nothing. don't get pregnant at all, or you might have one or two, or you could have a whole bunch, right. and then okay. you have to do fetal reduction. And I'm with like, I'm with Louis C.K. on the abortion thing. If you need one... You yeah, should dude. have one. You yeah. should take but, one if you need it. I'm but you, you don't go into fertility treatment, for me anyway, you don't go into fertility treatment wanting to abort of any oh, fetuses, right? So yeah. that's something that a lot of people do and mm. you have to do it. Some people will do it like three, four, five times before it's successful. I didn't want to bother with that <laughs> shit because it's less successful, less control. And I'd be faced potentially with that difficult decision of aborting some. And I didn't want to do that. We didn't want to do that. Here's this yeah. might not be a question that's even worthy of asking. But say you did go that route mm-hmm. and they were like, all right, you've got five embryos mm-hmm. that are like popping away yeah. here. 
we got to take away three. Yeah. Would you f- have felt like, okay, do it? Or would you have been like, have I'm fucking to. going to West Virginia? I don't think well, there's, I I don't think there's like, an option. Is there an option? I could have run out? away and never shown my face in Halifax again. Yeah. But. Right. But it's the, it's the medical clinics. like, And I'm putting myself at huge risk. Yeah, I mean yeah. you're already at, right. you're already at risk with, yeah. with, with half of that two, yeah. half of that amount mm. versus yeah. Kate had six so, at one time. So you I didn't. Knew it. So you didn't. So you didn't have the IUI. I didn't do IUI. So the other option is IVF or in vitro fertilization, where they take the eggs out of you and fertilize them in a dish. That's that's, the that's what they do baby. for CF patients. Yeah, totally. Like myself. So yeah. if Brian and I want to have a kid, we do IVF. Do you have any sperm at all, or just very very? Do they, I do have sperm, but yeah. they are trapped in a. Uh, a cave, a cage that they are never allowed to leave, which is the, my so you, ball sack. Yeah. And the mucus that is formed in my body is so thick that it's cut off the highway for them to take that trip out right. and release to the okay. real world. Dude, what do, you have to pay, do you have to pay for it? If you oh, want to, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. If I want to have a kid, Bridie and I would have to drop mm-hmm. it to 12 well, G's. The reason that, the reason that I'm asking, I know that it's 12 G's cause I, I know somebody has done it, but the reason I'm asking is because you have a you have a congenital birth condition. A, even still, that doesn't fall doesn't under. Matter. Yeah, they'll pay for all my meds, but when it comes to making a baby, which also, uh, look, I'm not going to say it's a bad idea to have a kid when you have CF. Have a kid, like have mm-hmm. a ch- child if you want a child. Mm-hmm. But if I have a kid, I'm choosing to bring a child into this world that very likely is going to have CF. And the, the yeah. other thing that right? I'll say about IVF so, just before we get going yeah. into the conversation is that I uh, I was very um, floored because, because I do, I do know somebody has been through IVF Mm -hmm. a a couple of times. Um, and, and we went to Toronto, I don't know when it was in the last eight months that we went and we ran into one of our past guests. Mm -hmm. Um, she's gay and her, her and her partner wanted to have a, a child and, um, and we ran into her and she said, I'm pregnant. And I was like, holy shit. And I, 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 I feel insensitive now that one of the first things I brought up was like, holy fuck, dude, that must have been a fucking investment. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I was like, and she goes, no, I paid like a grand. The Ontario government covered. Yeah. Some provinces help cover. And I was Crazy. like, it's, and I was like, whoa, that's fucking nuts. Some people move to other provinces to have it covered. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, and again, I don't know if that's factually true. If, yeah. if, if that is the Ontario government's covering. A it big depends portion on what the treatment or, is. Like I, if they, if if it's a a lesbian couple and they just use a sperm donor and IUI, it's not very expensive. But IVF is is very expensive. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so with IVF, it's basically they extract they hyperstimulate your ovaries just like they do in IUI, but they have to extract them from you, and that's where it gets worse. Mm. And then they fertilize them in a dish and they grow them to three or five day old embryos, and then they. Um, they transfer them into you three or five days later. Um, so, yeah. Do they have to transfer them into you when you would be like regularly ovulating? No, because you've ovulated already. Or like, and then they I'm, take I'm, them I'm, out of... So the time, yeah. the time like... It's all... Before the baby nest juice is shed? Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. when it's ripe for the Yeah, planting? so it'll be three or five days after they extract them from you. Okay. Yeah. So like so, when the soil has been tilled. Yeah, the soil's tilled. Yeah, do all, the, do all the agricultural yeah, totally. uh, metaphors that you yeah. can come up with. So, That's it. So we decided to go with IVF. Even though it's more expensive, you have a little bit more control over the outcome. It's more invasive, but it's also more successful. And for us at the time, like I was like, 
30 and healthy and there's there was no none of the tests that we had done had shown any problems with my my uterus or anything so that was a good a good option for us. We were in like eighty five percent success range. Oh no shit! No wow. way! I thought it was only like thirty. Well, it depends. It's case by case, but we were oh, okay. uh, maybe not eighty five, but it was up there. Like You're on the 70. higher end. We're on the high end, like yeah. good, good candidates because we're young and healthy and right, right, okay, like all of that stuff. So we decided to go for it. We do it once, and the, so the to do that ovarian hyperstimulation where you're where you're maturing a whole bunch of eggs at once, you've got to do hormone injections into your belly. And that, that part sucks. Like it's hard to give yourself a needle. I don't mind needles at all, Wait, but it's hard. You have to give it yourself. Yeah. That first night I sat oh, here fuck? like this with a little bit of belly fat pinched with the needle hovering over my belly for like a half an hour crying. Like I can't do yeah, man. this. I think that like, that's a common misconception yeah. too, is like you just go in for a procedure and they just do no. it. But like, there's a whole bunch of prep or you take a bunch of drugs and yeah. like, Whoa. Look yeah. at th- this is the list of, of drugs. Oh, well, you've got sorry. a huge list. On this side, these are all the drugs that, that I've is taken. A, for- that looks a, like at least 20 things. Yeah. It's, yeah. And like how long, out. how long is the process leading up to that before you get the, before you actually weeks. get the eggs put in be, into you, yeah, it's, it's a, a it's a couple of weeks of like of like uh, hormone usually treatment two and stuff. weeks I think of hormone injections and in that stage you're going to the clinic every day or every other day for blood work and for a transvaginal ultrasound. Dude, imagine which, how much time that's taken out of your goddamn life. It, it's a lot. Like it's a chunk. It's a lot, and that's why like I was so lucky. My <laughs> my bosses are incredible and. They they knew every step of the way what was going on. So I, if I didn't show up for work on time, it was not a big deal. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I'm really curious about is is what's that? What? Sorry, sorry, Wait. Brian. Why is fentanyl on here? I, I had fentanyl. Whoa, I'll get no into way. that. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. um, this list is fucked. I one, know. <laughs> one of the things that I'm really curious about is that when you were 26 and before the whole like trying thing, when when you pulled mm-hmm. the goalie. You were kind of like, well, you know, like... See what happens. Yeah, let's see what happens. But then now it's all of a sudden, like three years later, it's to the point where you're like, let's make this investment yeah, in doing this. Like, Because it, it was kind of like, maybe if it happens, whatever. And now well, it's like, let's really try. And so that's like, what the fertility specialist said. She's like, there's nothing that's showing as wrong on these tests, but you've been trying for four years already. So, you know, maybe if you keep trying, it'll work, but it might take another four years. And then... And then it won't work. Did again. you find like there was this like re- was it really gradual for you that you kind of you oh yeah kind of after she to? after she told us that you should do IVF we waited another year before I did it because like I don't take drugs I, like I don't even take Tylenol. But even going so, into that like IVF versus IUI conversation mm-hmm. like I don't know I, I guess I'm trying to picture You're, myself in your in your shoes with my girlfriend now and mm-hmm. and if we were like okay coming back to this whole like do we have our shit together could we have a kid now type of conversation mm-hmm. to all of a sudden being like let's go into the clinic and find out about I this. You're trying to connect the dots between like do I need like it would be nice to have a car versus like I, I need, need to go to Toronto tomorrow and, that's why, and I need a car to get there. But that's yeah. why we waited a year after they told us that this Ooh. is probably what we need to do. Did you so. have this yeah. moment where you like realize that though? Where you're like, oh, no. fuck, now I'm ready and I need to no, do it. No, I, I just like as 
as like a sciencey person, I really like I got the procedure, I got it, and I wanted to stop. Like it was such fucking bullshit working. Like this is work every single month. Like your whole life around revol- revolves around this every single month, and I was done with it. I wanted to do something active. First question: Yeah, why are you sciencey? What are you? I'm a I'm a biologist. Oh so, well, fuck yeah! There you go. Yeah, so I I'm totally <laughs> geeking out on this stuff. Yeah, I yeah, hate totally that I it. had to do this, but I'm geeking out on the whole procedure. And I told the special that the whole time. Like, well, that I makes, love this. That makes sense as to why. So I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at this list now that you, you mentioned earlier, the drugs that you had to inject yeah. yourself with. And you have this like very <laughs> extensive list from April 2014 that lists all of the things that you took. Yeah. And like I... And that's not all of them. That's all that I could remember. This is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. Because like, A, I, I take a lot of drugs and yeah. like I, I'm like, oh... I know a lot about antibiotics and like, I feel like I I've got like a grasp on drugs mm-hmm. and I read this list and I'm like, holy fuck, what the yeah. fuck is this shit? Like you've got, okay, I'm going to run through the, the, yeah, the, go for it. the, the whole list here. If you can read my writing, I, I can't, but I'm going to read. <laughs> and so let me just preface this by saying my writing's terrible. A, your writing sucks. <laughs> B, I am not a biologist or a doctor. <laughs> this is what I read. C, you're not sober and I'm drunk as a motherfucker. <laughs> Estrel. Estrace. There we go. Super fight. Super fact. Okay. Monoper. Menop. Bravel. Bravel. HCG. Yeah. Not to be confused with HGH. <laughs> no. Prometheus. It is a human growth hormone, though. Oh, H-E-G it is? is? No, another one of those is a human growth oh, okay, hormone. Okay, okay. Yeah. Prometheus. Love that Prometrium. movie. Prometrium. Eh, whatever. Cobawabo. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Saison. Great beer. <laughs> Draconian Cyclone. Doxycycline. Ah, Doxy. Ah! You know that one. That's I take an that antibiotic. for my lungs. Yeah, I totally. take that for my lungs. Yeah. Doxycycline. Some of these are regular things. D-H-E-A. I don't know what that stands for, but it improves egg quality, except for it doesn't for me. ASA. A-S-A. Yeah. I just want to say that, like... I'm impressed that you're like riddling off Already like, what they off. do. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's really uh, impressive. Penetrational. Fa. No, I well, don't know what that uh, is. You took that for sure. Uh, <laughs> Lovenix. Lovenox. Okay. Uh, oh, Jesus. You're writing really I is know, bad. I know. Uh, I wrote that for me, not for you. Kazanlaun. <laughs> you should give me that list. And then finally, fentanyl. Yeah. Oh, midazolam. Oh, midazolam. Yeah. I love I know, Medazzlam. I love Medazzlam too. Because it doesn't make you remember all the shitty exactly. shit. Exactly. So yeah. why is Medazzlam? So, this is not a promotional no. uh, and for fentanyl yeah. on here. So, because those are two drugs that are... It's for used, conscious sedation. Big time sedation and big time pain management. Yeah. So why so, are those two on there? When you go through IVF, you've got to mature all of these eggs by taking a whole bunch of drugs each time. So the first time I did IVF, I was on the lowest dose of hormones that they that they'll give you and we monitored for three to five days or whatever to see if those eggs were growing. Everyone responds differently to these hormone injections and I didn't respond well to them at all. So my first cycle was canceled because I didn't, my eggs weren't growing with that dosage of, um, of the medication. A couple months later, tried again on the maximum dose of all of the hormones that they can give you and a human growth hormone which is the Sizen. Um, ah, the Saison. Saison. Yeah. Mm. Is that, are you talking about the Magdalen Island beer, the Lavelle Saison? Uh, I mean, there's oh. lots of Saisons okay. out there, but yes, yeah. that one. So um, 
yeah, so we you go through this whole round of injecting yourself with hormones. The second round, I, I was injecting myself with three needles each day in oh my belly. My God. Luckily, my nurse is a or my my neighbor is a veterinary nurse, so she would just uh-huh. gave me my injections. She's just pretending me. you're a and horse. She's like, boop boop boop. So like, if it's yeah, is it is this all because they're like. They're just trying to jack your body up yeah. to like make it as as in like impregnated as possible. They want a whole bunch of eggs. So when they go in and, and extract all of those eggs, they've got a whole bunch of them in a dish. And the more you have in a dish, the more likely that some will grow to viable embryos. Mm. So um yeah, so they, they monitor your progress. You go into the clinic every day or every other day and have these dates with the transvaginal ultrasound, which is, we call it the dildo cam. It's like, <laughs> just stick it up there and see see how your ovaries are looking. Because in this, while you're doing this hyper-simulation, your ovaries go from the size of a grape to the size of an orange. Whoa. Each. Do you which, feel that inside you? A lot of people do, but I didn't. Like I've learned through all this that my body does not respond to anything. I don't feel any different regardless of what I do to my body. So I had these two huge ovaries and I was still out doing field work. I didn't mm. feel 5% different. Well, I was so, going to say, Bigby's been here chewing on your ankle and you I haven't know, said a word. He's literally been I looked over my shoulder. Is he really gnawing your ankle oh God, raw? Really, no, my body doesn't respond He's vicious. To He's vicious these days. I'm so, sorry. So getting to the fentanyl and the midazolam is you know, when they when all of these eggs are mature and you you're ready to have them extracted or retrieved, they call it, they, they put you under conscious sedation. They take that transvaginal ultrasound, which is the dildo cam, and they stick a huge needle on the end of it. Oh, oh no. And go nope. through the side of your vaginal oh, wall. No thanks. No. Yep. I'm and okay. they poke around mm. and drain every one of those Don't follicles. Do that. <laughs> yeah, stop doing that. <laughs> For sure. And then they take the needle out and they go over to the other side oh. and they dig through all of those and they, they drain all of the follicles, which contain the eggs. Man, that jerk off room is like a walk on the beach. Now. I know. Yeah. I know. Right. So yeah. the, 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 the fentanyl yeah. and the midazolam are for that. And, and did I, it work? Yes. It's so, it's so okay. fucking trippy. So it's conscious sedation. I'm like, what does that mean? Does that? And, and they said, well, you'll be in pain, but you won't remember it. I'm like. Can't you just make me not in pain? But I remember this. I remember laying on the table with this huge needle inside my vagina and I'm crying because I'm in pain. You remember I remember that. crying because of the pain, but, but I you don't, don't remember, the remember what it feels like at all. That's trippy because I, I had midazolam when they put my um my port line yeah. in. Well, not my port, but my um and my pick line, mm-hmm. which goes into my, like the middle of my bicep yep. on my upper arm. And that runs through like a, a main channel, like bloodline in, directly to my heart. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I would guess that that's a pretty painful and like really fucking yucky mm-hmm. experience to feel. Mm-hmm. But they gave me a fuckload of midazolam. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any of it's it. awesome. I don't remember jack shit. <laughs> no, I, I well because they give you just enough, right. and I remember asking for more, and then I don't remember much. But I remember, right. I remember crying because of the pain, and then Ugh. you just kind of get up and walk out of there. And that day, I felt like a million bucks because <clears throat> they retrieved seventeen eggs, which is huge. So my reproductive system in one month 
did a year and a half's worth of work. Gold mine. Well, Gold hey. mine. That's a that's a really good number. I mean, you're pumping a bunch so, of uh, uh, Prometheus into you and and, uh, <laughs> oh, and HGH Prom- yeah. and uh, Bravel. Bravel. I mean, you know, you got all that stuff. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout. Because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. So that's all kind of, you know, they... That's that's what the whole thing is is for is to mature a whole bunch of eggs and then retrieve them, get them in a dish, and then they can fertilize them. So I go home, I lay on the couch for the day. It's a beautiful day. I feel amazing. And then in the morning, my husband goes to work. He was working in Pigtoe at the time, and they call me in the morning, and it's the lab, and they give you updates every day. And I had come from feeling amazing the day before with seventeen eggs, which is great. And they called and said, "I'm I'm sorry to tell you, but." None of your eggs fertilized. They were all oh, they were no. all terrible quality. So they said terrible quality. Terrible, I don't know if they use that word, but they were all poor quality. Just shit. Yeah. And they said they said at the same time, so this didn't work, and it's not going to. You can't have your own kids. Whoa! They said that over the phone too. Yeah, and they, I mean that's their job. Yeah, but yeah. is oh, there is there heavy. like a diagnosis to that, or is well, it they just go? Yeah, you just you suck at giving, making babies. Yeah, well, it's just so with egg quality. Like women are born with the the number of eggs that they have for their whole life, and their egg quality and quantity diminish over their life. Like every mm. month, you get rid of one more, and. Every time you age, the quality goes down and down. So, and they can they can tell kind of what your egg quality might be like based on proxy. Like they might say, "Well, you smoke and you drink and you don't exercise and you don't eat well, so your egg quality might not be good." Or you're or you're aging if you're over thirty five. But I was thirty, and there was no reason that my eggs should have been bad, but mm. they they were. And they said we don't recommend that you try this ever again. Oh wow! So, so how did, did that, that cost, feel? That that cost oh. you a lot of money too. Like that yeah, was like the, twenty grand. Re, whoa! Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so not, not only is it like financially, emotionally, it, yeah, yeah, I yeah. was. I what was hit you harder? I meant to preface. I meant yeah. to sorry. I meant to say that not only is it emotionally challenging, but it's also financially well, it's just like, shitty too. What hit me hardest is you know you're you're so hopeful every time. It's like okay, I'm I'm doing something. I'm I'm actively doing something to to get what I want, and then when they say that you can't. And and you shouldn't try ever again. Mm. That's like disheartening. As yeah, hell. yeah. It's like I can't have my own kids. Um. So, I want to leave the uh, the conversation about the the kind of the medical procedure and the drugs and all that mm-hmm. stuff and the the kind of the technical aspect of it. Um. And something that came to my attention just like a week ago because, like like I told you, this is this is all it's kind of like happening you, yeah. in real time in my life right now with someone mm-hmm. close by. Um, and, uh, the conversation came up about not necessarily how difficult it is to have kids and w- like what kind of like emotional toll that, that takes on you. But 
but also, and, and, you know, maybe this isn't the case for you maybe it is, or maybe you can speak to it at all. I know it's a tough subject to talk on, but like the toll that it takes on your relationship, um, because, because, um, I personally, I don't, I, I don't have a, a strong desire to have kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and neither does my partner. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was kind of hard for me to wrap my head around. Um, but learning about another couple mm-hmm. who have had, you know, like a three or four year road of not being able to have a kid and trying, you know, whatever they can to have a kid and, you know, everything's not working. And this, and this was the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around was that it's like you can become resentful of your partner yeah. and that, you know, your sex life becomes a chore and it's, it's like you have to have sex at this time because yeah. that's when there's Ooh. ovulation and like, and I never thought, I never gave a moment's thought to that and, you know, cause I, cause I don't have that. I don't have that relationship yeah. with my partner. So It'll like, I either make that. relationship or break it. And we were really lucky. It, it made our relationship a lot stronger uh, because we wanted the same thing. Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it is, I mean, the, the sex thing is, it's hard. It, it doesn't change the actual act of sex, but it changes the motivation behind it mm. and this, and the, the spontaneity and yeah. like, it just, once once you're into it, it's the same as any other sex. It's just like getting into it, and the intention behind the intention it's a little behind different. it is different, and it carries a lot more weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel it's like heavy. that, and and you know, just to to talk about in the sexuality of it. Yeah, I feel like you know, if it if it breaks the relationship, it's going to be a chore. Right? Yeah. It's going to be this like fuck. We got to do this. Fuck well, it's thing a little again. bit of a chore. And sure, but yeah. if it's but if it's strengthening the relationship, I feel like it would be one of those things where it's like, baby, here, here we, we go. Yeah, here we're we gonna go. fucking do this, and totally. we're going into this together, and we're gonna make this. Fucking, and that's like, that's and, definitely the truth early on, but years into it, it's a little harder to it be. Gets that a little old. Yeah, you're time. like this is this is yeah. no longer that romantic. Yeah. I mean, I mean, princess this, bride story. I mean, this should yeah. just this should just broke my heart because like. <laughs> I was, learning, I was learning about this and I was hearing, you know, like, oh, we, we're probably going to, not me and Kyla, but who I'm talking about, that, you know, oh, we probably, our relationship probably won't survive this because, oh, because, oh wow. Yeah. Oh, dude. And it's, like, because it's hard. once, because, it's so hard. Because, because of this idea. And again, like, I'm trying, I'm still trying to wrap my head around this idea because I don't have this, I don't mm. have this relationship with Kyla. So I don't really, I don't really know, but, you know, can imagine if if you wanted to have kids that this could be a possibility that you know your your relationship could just deteriorate to this you know this was what we wanted and and this was what was crazy is Kyla Kyla explained this to me and I never thought this and I and I never thought this about any relationship was that she said not not necessarily just girls probably more more prevalent in females is that there is a search and this is probably this is very evolutionarily based mm-hmm. is that some women are not necessarily looking for the the male that they want to spend the rest of their life with because they love them to death and 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 like no matter what they want to spend the rest of their life with but there's a very reproduction there's a very um 
there's a very strong aspect of reproduction associated with why you choose the part yeah, that they part choose. of their body is stimulated by this right. person going these and genes are the genes exactly, that I want to spread exactly yeah. and if and if they realize that that is not a possibility then there is a deterioration mm. in that in that association with mm-hmm. that person mm-hmm. so your relationship therefore deteriorates because you're realizing that what you might have subconsciously signed up for is no longer a possibility. Mm. So yeah. then it's, like the, the then the hard. emotional you're, relationship and I was like, holy fuck. Your view of what your life is going to be like is changing because yeah. you just assume like for us, we just assumed that we'd have kids and mm. we never really like in the beginning didn't weren't like driven for it. But then, you know, you spend more time around kids and it's like it's not about having a baby because babies and kids kind of suck sometimes. Suck. It's like, yeah. it's like, I want to see you as a dad. Mm-hmm. I want to see me. I want to be a mom. It's and not about having a you forward. Sweet. You yeah. want to, you want to put something into the world that's going to yeah. live with, on with, from you. With that call where they said, don't do this again. Don't bother. It's like, Heartbreaking. we're not going to see a little version of us. And but oh, you guys did. Do it again, yeah. right? There was there was so, there was something that you did. You, yeah. you took another step. So the next step came from what what we call the FU appointment or the follow up appointment after a failed cycle. You go to the clinic and review what went wrong, what you can do again, whatever. And I love I love my doctors there. If they I walked in and uh, the doctor walked in and. I gave her a look and she gave me a look like, I know. And I said, can I, I feel like I'm entitled to an F-bomb. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, what the fuck happened? And she's like, I know you can drop an F-bomb for every shitty egg you had. And she, she totally got it. She was super sweet. And so we talked about how my egg quality was awful and we shouldn't do this ever again. And then we started talking about um, using donor eggs or donor embryos. And there are programs in Canada that will take, so let's say in an ideal world, those 17 eggs of mine, they all fertilize. And over the next several years, I had seven of them transferred and then I've got 10 left and I don't know what to do with them. They stay in a freezer. I could choose to donate them to other people who are going through infertility, who can't have their own kids. But in Canada, there's not a lot of that kind of program. And where there is those programs, there's a lot of demand for them and not a huge supply. So the wait lists are really long. Mm. The cost is really high. So Okay, my, well, it's, slow that down again. So, so, if, so if, I, if I have they, leftover embryos and you guys wanted them, I can just say, here, take so my if embryo. If your first time was successful and a bunch of them, uh, like of those 17 eggs, say mm-hmm. they found one, like one of the 17 worked. And it, and they took it and put it in you. But actually a, a few uh, other of them worked too. We're they so could, good. They, they, could they put them, them in a freezer. Okay. And and I can pick from them for for more pregnancies down the road until I'm done, until I don't want any more. And if you personally don't want them, you can share them. Yeah, in a, some like clinics, a, you can okay. you can donate them to other people in Canada. In Canada, yeah, but there's not many clinics that that are licensed to do that, and so they're really really expensive and they're really long wait times. So, Ooh. and then you're still dealing with the embryos of people who have struggled with infertility. So you're like. Uh, is maybe, this really worth it? Is this is this going to be a good a good egg? So, mm. so my my specialist was like, "Why don't you look at the Czech Republic because they have this this awesome program, beer. 
awesome beer, really good, Check cheaper Pilsner. than the water. Yeah. yeah, we've been to Pilsen and Budweiss. And She's just like, just drink yeah. your sorrows away. Yeah, just go there and drink there and forget about drunk. being so a parent. So evidently, because you've been to those places, yeah, you, you're going to go. I've been there. So... So she said, you know, if, if you if you don't have any concern over whether these kids are genetically related to you, then you can. And I don't give a fuck at all. I don't yeah, care. You want like, a baby. One of the nurses was like, you know, people love their dogs and their dogs are. That's a different species. Whoa. Right. That is revolutionary. That was a really revel. Like, I never thought yeah, about that. I know. Yeah. Right. But like, and I so look at Big B and I go, you're madly in love with them. I right? love them so much. I know. <laughs> with an embryo donation, though, it, you kind of get the best of both worlds. Like you, it's someone else's genes. Not a big deal if, if you're not hung up on that. But I would still get to experience pregnancy. And I know for a lot of people, pregnancy sucks. But. I wanted to experience that. I wanted mm. to have all of the highs and lows and the whole like rite of passage bullshit. I wanted to do that. I wanted the maternity photos and the picking of names and everything associated. And when I say so, I, I mean you, we. You, you can still gonna, do that. You can still do that. You've convinced me on a lot of things so far, but maternity <laughs> photos, nah. Well, I know they're cheesy, <laughs> but it's just like. You it's still do a, it. You stuff that pillow in there, go <laughs> fucking put on a whole scene, you know? That would be weird. That would be really sad. It would be, but <laughs> also be, weird. Agree. But also for me, it would be a pretty funny. Pretty funny, yeah. <laughs> pretty when your funny. kid's thirty, it my... would be pretty funny if you did it with the humor in mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> so if if we do this embryo donation, and in the Czech Republic they have um, like the the government funds egg retrieval program, so people can donate eggs and sperm just like we donate blood here. So they have this huge Whoa. database of eggs and sperm. They can mix up a batch of whatever you want. You say, here's my parameters. I'm five foot three. I have green eyes. I have brown hair. I'm this weight. I, I have love this basketball. Education. I love basketball, whatever. Is that and actually part no, of it? Like, oh, shit. I no. was like, but you're, you're like blood type and your education level and all okay. those things okay. are in there. And you say, these are my desired, like my, my egg donor profile. This is what my egg donor should be like and they'll mix up a little embryo for you is it harder to get like uh i prefer to be over six feet tall uh straight a's in university yeah that type of yeah totally so if you're looking for something something unique or rare like if is it more expensive no that's the crazy thing this embryo donation program in the czech republic is so if i were to do an egg donation only and have it fertilized with my husband's sperm it would be like 4,900 euros. But just the embryo donation, which is a fully grown embryo, like a little five-day-old blastocyst, is 900 euros. Whoa. So, like, whoa. So, compared to 20 grand that I just blew on my second round of IVF. So someone that whoa. I someone that I someone is, that I know is the Czech oh, sorry, Czech Republic the only place that's, No, I th- no. I, I don't think, know about others, but I know I think just from Czech, a friend that I think Germany Czech is the too. I think Czech is where you have the highest uh the highest success rate they have very because of the water rate. they use in their beer. Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, right. because uh, it's a beautiful yeah, yeah. city. And so someone that I someone that I know just went through it, yeah. just went through a process where the there was someone else's egg used, mm-hmm. uh, but another but 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 her husband's sperm. Yeah. And and sadly that didn't work. Mm. And fuck I I I, I don't want to misquote it. But I want to say that it was like somewhere in the neighborhood of like thirty thousand dollars. Yeah. Maybe. Whoa. Um. And 
and and and I and I think from what I know now is that they're they're going to try again, mm-hmm. and it'll but in th- this time it'll be someone else's egg because they were trying to get like half yeah. the genes. Yeah, that's like I mean, you know, and that's what they're looking for. They were looking well, for, and for us. We we would have liked half of the genes to be ours, but when the price difference is fivefold, like if it's not mine, it might as well not be his either. Oh, so it's <laughs> more expensive. It's it more yours? expensive. If yeah. it's if it's his if it's sperm. His sperm. Oh, okay. Yeah. So okay. So I think the next time that I think the next time that they do it, yeah. from what I know, I think it's going I, to be a different egg and a different. I, and sperm. I get why genes are important, but ultimately, like we just wanted to have a kid. We just we want a baby. Yeah. We just want yeah. a human yeah. why to bring spend, into the world. But yeah. why spend twenty grand here when you could spend nine hundred euros? euros. What, yeah. What's that like? Uh, two thousand dollars, maybe? In Not the, even two fifteen hundred. Yeah. Here's 14, the interesting thing about that whole gene thing. It's like and then spend nine, nineteen it, on a trip. Is it the genes that you want to pass forward? Because like. What if you have a kid, you've got like that kid's got your genes, mm-hmm. but that kid turns out to be a fucking asshole. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, well, I mean, you can't a lot of people that, in my so. family are assholes no. anyway. No. And, so, and so that's right. And so like- it's like, <laughs> like it, really all, all you're actually looking to try to do is have a healthy is child. to have a human that takes on the things that you believe in yeah, and the things that you feel like will make the world a better place yeah. so that they'll grow up to make the world hopefully a better place. And someone that we can parent together. Which yeah. has nothing to fucking yeah. do with genes. Well, and I should, I gotta add unless to you. Unless you're down not, with like blonde hair or like black hair. That's not or, true. I think every, everything, really? every, yeah, yeah, everything is a mix of genes. Like your personality is a mix of your genes and yeah. how you are treated in the nature world. Is your personality nature. your genes? Oh yeah. Dude, you, you're not just inherently who you are because of where you grew up. You're a mix of who you are because of where you came from genetically and who you and because of where you grew up. It's a, it's a, it's a mix of both. It's not one or the other. It is a mix of both. And really? um, Oh yeah. So I'm, I'm extraordinarily charming and hilarious and just like empathetic and beautiful. Dude, you think you got that from And humble. That's That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> my mom, my dad gave that what up, Cobb? Yeah. Maxine, no, but, but what she, I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that, that. It, gen- genetically, <laughs> genetically, what you're looking for in this scenario <clears throat> is just a kid who's not born sick. Yeah. yeah. No offense. Yeah. Well, hey. Uh, I, thanks. Oh. That's, I mean, that, <laughs> no, like, but you're honest, right. Is, I know. I'm with you. It I is, hear that. That's ge- you genetically. That's all you're really looking for is yeah. someone who's not born sick. I mean, what yeah. else can you tell from your genetics yeah. other than like how? Tall, you may Man. be, like, yeah. and yeah, we right. we chose our our egg and sperm donors based on parameters that matched us. So, what do you yeah. what do you think of surrogacy? Like, what do you think of? Because I, I know it's 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 not it's surrogacy. it's illegal here. It's illegal it's a, to pay somebody here. To oh, have it's a illegal kid. to pay someone. I I know yeah. someone who's been a surrogate for two different people, and she's a fucking saint. And yeah. I I love it. I love that people are willing to do that and take such a burden on their bodies for for us that was never an option because like well it's not it was, it's not that it wasn't an option it's not something that i ever pursued because i feel like there's so few women who are willing to be surrogates that they should be used used <laughs> it's a terrible word for people who don't have the parts i.e like gay men or people who mm-hmm. like women who have uteruses that aren't <clears throat> receptive to an embryo. I've done a mm-hmm. million tests and like my doctor was like, I'm not going to recognize you if I see you on the street unless you spread your legs. Because she's seen my uterus so many times mm-hmm. and, and has done so many tests on me. And she's like, your uterus is beautiful. And there's no like it's it's ready for a baby. Like, And I was like, fucking tell me about it. So I don't we didn't want to 
to look into surrogacy because there's no reason that an embryo wouldn't wouldn't stick with me. Mm. So, but if it's but if it's not, and, I, and I'm not I'm not I'm not wondering if because I know that I think that in a in a society where surrogacy depends on you on good faith, mm-hmm. that's a really tough. That's a really hard person to find. Yeah. In the States, it's different. You can pay somebody yeah. and you can find, and, and, and I don't think that paying somebody person, I don't think that paying somebody necessarily devalues the person that they are or, or anything like that. I think you can find the, just the same person who might be willing to do it for free in a family or scenario yeah. or something like that. But I mean, if you had the, op- if you had the opportunity to, to pay somebody and someone said that, you know, this person will 100% have a baby that is you know, I mean, whatever, whether it's her egg and someone else's sperm or it's her egg and your husband's sperm, whatever the combination is. And they said 100% they'll have a baby. Mm-hmm. What's your, what's your thought? Uh, it didn't really cross my mind. It was never really an option for us. So I probably, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's a big, big, big thing to ask. And my oh, whole yeah. reason for like doing fertility treatment is that we, I wanted, we wanted for me to carry a baby. I wanted that part, which I know people who've done it say that, no, you don't, but I did. So does that mean that that. adoption is also kind of in the same, like you, I totally, yeah. So we, we are in the process of, of adoption and we'd love for that to work out and it, it might work out. So you went to, you went to check, you did this whole thing. So first time, first time we went. First awesome. time you went? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was so a whole I went thing. once in February of, I don't know, 2015 and went to the clinic, had an embryo transfer. It's a pretty simple process. It's no more invasive than a pap test and they just put the embryo in you and you go. And there, I mean, you have to take some, some medication, some drugs, um, but then you you get the embryo and then two weeks later you do a pregnancy test. And that first one was fucked for me because as a result of the medication I was taking, my period was like 10 days late and Mm. it's never been late except for the time that I was pregnant. But but I kept doing home tests and they were all negative. So I was just like a disaster Mm. and I didn't trust the results because I'm never, ever like my, my cycle is like clockwork. It like I could set my watch to it. So I was really messed up just trying to figure out what was going on and finally got, um, my pregnancy test, like my blood test results back from the clinic and it was negative. So Mm. that was awful. (laughs) And I mean, it was like, uh, sometimes they don't stick. And that's all it is. It's just a matter of them sticking. They say, picture a grain of sand and a peanut butter sandwich. That's what those, that's what they say uh-huh. that this procedure is like. Picture a grain of sand and a peanut, peanut butter sandwich. And that's, that's it. But sometimes they, they just don't implant. Mm. And it didn't implant for me for no good reason whatsoever. So you have a question. Well, immediately were you like, okay, we're going well, we have to do it again. Yeah. Well, we kind of said that we would go three times. That was our, our limit. And Is this three separate trips to yes. the check or own? Oh, so not in the same like no. vacation. No. So the first time we, we made a good trip out of it, we spent two weeks. We loved Prague. We just mm-hmm. like that city keeps breaking my heart, but I, I'm madly in love with it. It's beautiful. And we really got to like know it and you've been, it's gorgeous, right? Yeah. So yeah, I love it. 
So then we wait a few more months and we go back again. And this time we go for two embryos thinking, you know, best case scenario, one of them sticks. Second best case scenario, we have twins. Holy fuck, what are we going to do? Worst case scenario is that none of them stick. And that's what happened. Oh my none God. of them stuck. So oh. that second time I went, my anxiety was through the roof going into the trip. Like <coughs> I feel so much empathy for people who suffer with anxiety all the time because for a couple of weeks leading up to that trip, you couldn't even talk to me about my trip and I break out in tears. Ooh. I was just a wreck. I'd be like, I'd be driving to work and I pull over and barf on the side of the road just from the stress of it. And I just like my expectations were a little different and like, I don't know, it it was just heavier this time because the first, the first time, which was really my third treatment had failed. And so I'm getting to this place where all I know is what that negative result feels like. And it's awful. It's such an awful feeling. So I went and I had two embryos transferred and I could have had twins, but I got pregnant with none. Uh. And then, then leading into the third test, or the third time we went, we had this uh, option to do an endometrial receptivity array or an ERA test where they do an endometrial biopsy and test it for genetic markers of non-receptivity. So that's anything that would cause an embryo not to stick. And so we did that test and it showed that on the day that they do the transfer, I am receptive. There's nothing genetically wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with the timing of anything. There's nothing wrong. If there was something wrong, then they could have looked at changing the timing of the embryo transfer or maybe not doing it at all, not wasting my time or breaking my heart. Sarah, my hopes are getting up here. Here we go. Yeah, so I go again. And this was just this past April and like Easter. So I go, we go, I go with my parents this time. My oh, husband no. stays here. Oh, that was no. interesting. So I how wanted that, to, how did that differ uh, between the, t- the it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same. We, and we had talked about it and it was kind of a good chance for me to show my parents this place that I loved, but it was, it was hard. And um, the day of the embryo transfer, I didn't want them to come with me. I wanted to go by myself. And just before my embryo transfer, I go to the clinic. I'm doing acupuncture, like before and after transfer. I'm doing all of these things. Holy fuck. And like an hour before transfer, I'm sitting in a Starbucks on this main street in Prague, just tears pouring down my face oh. all by myself. It was just awful. And I'm like, okay, this is the third time. This is the last time I'm doing this. I cannot put myself through this again. It's too hard. And that feeling of like sitting there by myself, bawling my eyes out in public (laughs) was something I really needed to feel because now I'm like, no, can't do it. Can't go back. Can't do it. I don't want to. So I go in, I do the embryo transfer and the nurse was so sweet because I started crying, of course, as soon as I get on the table to do the transfer and she holds my hand and she's like super, super sweet. And then I go my own way and couple weeks later I get a call and it's negative again so every other time the four previous fertility treatments I had were were heavy each time because I was like fuck I have to do this again I don't want to do this anymore and this time was different because it was like I'm not pregnant and I'm not going to be Mm. period you just knew 
I can't. I, there's no reason why it wouldn't work if I wanted to keep going, but I can't. Mm. It's so hard. And mm-hmm. yeah. So where are you guys at now? <laughs> like, so, like this is, this is the crazy <laughs> thing, Sarah, is that like, I'm hearing you talk about this experience and how much like just full deep commitment that you take to mm-hmm. like put your entire life into just trying to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And, and it's mind boggling for me because I'm, I'm one of those people that chooses to a, like if I want to have a baby, it would take a lot of work mm-hmm. to do it, but I just choose not to do it. I wish right? I was in your shoes. That's so yeah, much Like easier. I'm looking at you and I'm going, I'm the guy that goes, <laughs> I'm going to sit on the couch and eat some chips. Yeah. And you're the person that's going, I'm going to climb Mount Everest mm-hmm. and get to the fucking peak. And I'm going to get kicked all the way and up. I'm, and, and I'm just going to fail and fail and yeah. fail. And I'm sitting back going, why do they do that to themselves? Why do they do that to themselves? Because like it's just we're crazy. I exactly. don't know. And, I don't and know. like that is such a fucking crazy thing that there's that we as humans have this ability to be so vastly different mm-hmm. that someone can literally choose to go, I don't want kids. Yeah. It's not something that I want. Whereas on the other side of that, someone can go, I want it so bad that I'm going to try every viable option, including going across the fucking world with my parents. Like, I know it's so mind blowing to me. It's partly stubbornness. I'm a very stubborn person. And once I decide I want something, I want to get it. And well, that leads me to, you know, so this didn't work. Yeah. But there's other ways for you to get a kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so first it's, where was I going to go with that? Fuck. Go back a second. Well, I was going to say like the, none of this worked for you to have a baby in your belly and and to like push that thing out yourself. Yeah. So it's, there's a huge amount of relief. So we've always kind of been like one of these golden couples that like, we want something, we decide we want it. You work hard enough. You save enough. Like Google's you, a huge empire. Google's I know. I get em- it. I know, yeah, yeah, you I guys know. are doing great. <laughs> that like, you know, if you, if you study, you get this degree. If you pay this down payment, you get this house. If you work hard, you get this job. And you, it's always about deciding what you want and then getting it with, with us. It has been. And then, deciding we wanted this and not getting it is really hard. So going through all these treatments, we have a huge amount of relief moving forward, knowing a, that our life is awesome. Now we're Mm. happy. Now we don't need a kid to be happy, which unfortunately a lot of people are like really like, they're not going to be happy unless they have that. And that's a shitty place to be in. Mm. But so first of all, knowing that we're happy now and we can be happy without a kid, um, it's really a huge relief to know that we've done everything, like literally everything that we could, except surrogacy, mm. to to have a kid. But on, on the flip side of that is it's really shitty to know that you've done everything you can and you still don't get what you want. Mm. That's a hard... Pill to swallow. Yeah, so... Yeah. I mean, we're, we're putting all of our, all of our eggs into this, into this adoption basket and we're, we're into that process and 
really hopeful on that. It it turns out with with us, it sounds like our wait time might not be eight years. It might be more like one or two, which would be incredible and mm. terrifying. But it's so that's still an option. And but, and are you guys are you feeling hopeful? You're feeling. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm taking it. You're feeling yep. hopeful about. And that. now we're at this place where the thought of giving a loving home to a kid who needs it is mm. really awesome. And I wasn't there before. My husband got there before I did because I was still really vested in carrying this kid myself and and grieving that loss of pregnancy. <clears throat> like adoption and pregnancy, they both end up with you as a parent, but but there's still a lot of loss for me like as a woman not being able to carry a baby. Mm. It's like all of those you know, having an ultrasound that ends well or mm-hmm. having the chance to name a baby, all of these things, like I don't get to do it. And that's, that's really, really hard. But uh, like once, if we get the chance to adopt, if someone calls us and says they're giving us a person, then that kid will be our kid and mm. it'll be, you know, I have no doubt that that'll be amazing, but that's been a lot of work too. And just for anyone listening, if they're if it's on the radar at all, start that process really early. Mm-hmm. Contact the Department of Community Services and get into their training. And it's a it's a big, long process, but worth starting early if it's on your radar. Because mm-hmm. the younger you are, the better your chances are. And that's, I think, why our chances to adopt are pretty good, because we're amongst the younger of their pers- mm-hmm. prospective adopt. adopt- Let's try that again. Prospective adoptive parents. Right. Um, if if you didn't, if, if you can't adopt, I mean, I'm talking like everything, yeah. everything fails. Yeah. Like we'll be okay. Like life goes on. Yeah. Does life go on? Yeah. Would We're you happy just now. buy a baby doll from Toys yeah. R Us and be just like. more dogs. Yeah. Lots more dogs. Oh yeah. That makes yeah. much more sense. Yeah. I mean, but, 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 but on the, on the, <laughs> it's kind of weird. I know that we're, we joke, but like on the serious side of things, like. Life goes, does life go on? Is it, is For it, us it does. Like, I, I mean that, that we've got some peace knowing that we did everything that we could. We left no stone unturned and we, we did five steps beyond what a lot of people have the, the balls to do. And we put ourselves out there and it was really hard and it didn't work out, but we'll be okay. You're not going to kidnap a child. <laughs> Dude, you're going. You're, oh, going, no. you're, no. going, to, you're no. going into movie no. territory no. now no. because you really That's... haven't tried your best. Because I'm, I'm sitting here going, "This is a really good." There's actually no. one more no. option. No, that's a that's. That's, dun, dun, a, dun, that's dun, a mental dun. illness. You said, that's wait, not wait, like, you said you're no, the person who's going to go all the way, right? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Holy no, fuck. We just, have... we just intimidated a lot of young mothers out there. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to steal your oh baby. Oh, my God. But, like, but... That's, a, that's the thing. It makes it hard. Like, I've become kind of this shitty, judgy person where I see people like assholes with kids and I don't feel like they deserve it. And I judge them. Yeah, and you want to take it. That. Yeah, no, I don't want to take it. Do you mean like, do you mean parents where you see them like scolding their kids and you're like, yeah, like or just kind of people thing? who are like ill prepared? Just so you know, they need to be fucking put in their place. Yeah. Look, yeah. I know. I take care of yeah. kids on an occasional basis and they what, drive me fucking. What crazy. I'm about to say is only meant for a very, very. small percentage of the people that listen to this podcast. But if you haven't seen the French horror film called 
Inside. That is the English translation to the title of the film. Oh, my God. What is it? it? it, No, I will not say anything more than that. It's one of those films that will ruin your day. And it has everything to do with what we've talked about today. Uh, But (laughs) taking that from there. Why would you even say that? Because I know there's a couple of huge horror film fans that listen, and if they haven't seen it, they'll fucking love it. But moving forward, mm-hmm. before we wrap this up, Can oh I yes, down Can in I front. Oh my god, fucking okay. go empty that okay. little bladder of yours, and we'll vamp. Now, I mean, now that she's gone to pee, might as well tell you about this movie. Yo, it is one of those movies where I was watching it with Jamie from Ireland, and Bridie, this is like when we were going to Ryerson, Bridie was out of the house. And she calls me and she's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And she calls me in the middle of this film and I literally start dry heaving on the phone because I'm so freaked the fuck out. Yeah, dude, inside it will it will ruin your your life in the best way possible. That's sweet. Dude, it's about a I like horror movies. It's, it's about a woman who's pregnant. I like turtles. And there's this nurse who knows that she's pregnant and the woman goes home and the nurse is like, couldn't have a baby and she wants a baby. Oh, dude, there's a, there's and she a takes that story. baby. I've seen it. Yeah. All right. Sarah's back from her pee. I've seen, I've seen this. No, you definitely didn't. I've seen the English, I've seen the English version of it. It, it, no, the French version. It, 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 if you saw the English version, that was the horror, that was the horror. Disney version. It's not a horror yeah, no, this ver- version. No, that's Inside Out. No, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But all the things that are going on inside of you. Yeah. All right, so Sarah's good. back, and this is a, and I hope we don't didn't cut any of that because I just went through <laughs> what Inside was. But uh, before we wrap this up, mm-hmm. this is the longest episode we've know, recorded sorry. in a long time. Dude, one of the things that I just think that's really important about this is is I I can't help but like thinking about how hard you're trying at this it just it just it just really um I find it relates a lot to to sport for me mm-hmm. and it's like that constant effort that you're putting in your you're you're always trying to to be the best or be on top mm-hmm. and and oftentimes in sport you you experience a lot of failure mm-hmm. and I can't help but see the the beauty in all of that because mm-hmm. in life we go through so many different challenges and it's inevitable that we're not always going to be successful and this might be one of the most important parts of your life absolutely and experiencing failure in that it, it, there is this really profound learning and message that you can take away from it mm-hmm. and although it might seem like it is the worst thing in the world. It's You're not. so much stronger mm. and and better as a human being for going through that, whether it's successful in the end or not. Yeah. And I think what Brian is really trying to say is that it's a shame that you didn't put this effort into shot put. <laughs> because if <laughs> you did, you would have gone to Rio I and know. you would have taken I'm gold. I'm like a niche, like home of the Highland Games, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I yeah, yeah, log flipping. You're supposed to throw logs like tosser. Feet, right? Do I look like a caber tosser? <laughs> because as a coach, I'm always looking for people with effort and the ability to <laughs> Just trying to recruit. Like, Ryan's just trying to butter you I'll up to recruit you. Yeah, totally. Sarah, um, 
out of this experience, which was long and arduous, <laughs> what was the one thing that your infertility has taken away from you? Um, money, yeah. <laughs> money and time and like attention, like energy. How Just, much, how much money? I don't total? even know. I, I have no, pro- probably more, more, than, probably more than 50 grand. Sorry. Oh, that's way probably more than 50 grand. That is way more I know more that money's not necessarily the most important factor, but it is fucking, it is crazy. Yeah, well, you have to have it, right? Actually, that's a really, sorry, little side note, piece of information for people going through this. Before you ever see a fertility specialist, make sure you have insurance to cover the medications. Because my second round of IVF was as expensive as it was because of the, the dosage of the medications. I was shooting 750 bucks worth of drugs in my belly every day. Oh, so, wow. and that would have been covered if I had insurance that covered those drugs. But because I didn't apply until after I had seen a specialist, my coverage was declined and my husband has great coverage, but it didn't cover fertility treatment. So you can buy, you can buy insurance that will cover those medications but you have to do it before you see a specialist. So if you have any inkling that you might ever have trouble, just get the insurance for a hundred bucks a month or whatever, or maybe you have it through work, make sure you have that coverage. And then it'll just be the cost for the procedure, which is like, I don't know, eight or 12 grand. Minimal compared yeah. to. Minimal. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's taken a lot of energy and focus and attention and like so much of my life over the last eight years has been our lives has been focused on this and that's, that's not a good headspace to be in all the time. So that's, that's a big, a big thing that it's taken money. What has it given you? Yeah. Empathy for sure. I've got a ton of empathy and a ton of respect for people going through hard things. And like, you know, I've been listening to your show all along and it's not lost on me for a second that even though I'm going through this really shitty thing, I'm healthy. Like I'm not going to die from this. It's, it's just that I'm not, we're not going to get the life that we wanted, but we're still healthy. We're still in love. We have a lot of things going for us and we've had to really focus on those positive things to keep us going through it. But empathy would be, Mm -hmm. I think the, the biggest thing. It's funny you say you're not going to die from this, but yeah. you're you're not. You're also not going to produce life, right? From this, yeah, which is kind of a death in its own well, way. There's a you lot know? of grief and loss yeah. associated with yeah. with this for sure. Every single time, it was it was a loss, and it was a mm. loss of. It's tricky because it, it's for people who are going through it. Often in silence, it's it feels like a death, but it's not tangible because it's not a death of a person that has a name it's a death of of an idea of an idea of mm. of a thought of a person of the idea of these people and what they could do to your lives and what influence they could have in your lives and so that's 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 really hard i know we want to wrap this up but mm-hmm. you in saying that is there anything that you ingested um art wise that that like helped you oh my god (sighs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah yeah estelle thompson if anyone is going through any kind of grief check out estelle thompson and um look at her grief project she lost her son 
at two years old, and she mm-hmm. expressed her her experience of grief through art and blogging, and it's it's incredible. So she's been a big influence, and yeah. I, I talked to her about what I've been through, and she's just incredible. She's a close friend of ours and a, and a yoga teacher here in the community, mm-hmm. and you're right. Like, that is what a fucking yeah. beautiful example of something uh, to to turn to through that you know that process of grief mm-hmm. Sarah and I just want to uh, uh, sorry were you gonna no wanna, go ahead I, I just want to say that the thing that um wasn't lost on on me and and I'm sure Taylor and Jeremy and the listeners is is in spite of like the your ability to come in here and speak so candidly about your experience that that the grief that you experience, I'm sure, is is one of the most challenging things. Yeah, it's always going to be mm-hmm. with me. I I'll never forget it, and I don't. I wouldn't want to because it's such a raw thing to go through, and it was so formative for for us as individuals and as a couple. And I don't want to forget what that felt like. <laughs> I don't wish it on anybody. Yeah. But I don't wish it on my worst enemy. And I know it's so beneficial for, for other people to hear mm-hmm. your story. So to, to come and talk about something that's so challenging for you, I know is, is really amazing for all the people who are listening. I hope to. so. And for anyone listening, like find there are people who are going through this and they can like commiserate with you and cry with you and laugh with you about all of the bullshit that you have to go through and all these ridiculous procedures. We didn't even talk about half the things that went inside my uterus for testing, like including a water balloon and <laughs> like <laughs> all of these I love crazy water tests. No, not this one. It's oh, not, yeah. nope, love them. No, <laughs> all, all the time. But like, and for, for not going to shake me. <laughs> you don't have a uterus, so yeah. I just like for people who are friends with people who are going through this, just like. There's nothing, there's nothing that you can say that will, that will help it except I know this sucks. Mm. I'm sorry you're going through this Mm -hmm. and like check in with people. Don't, don't be a fair weather friend and, and be there for them to talk to. And that, that's really, Mm. really, really, really important. Be a fair weather friend. I like that. (laughs) And I think that's one of the big takeaways for this, from this entire podcast is is that, you know, don't be a fair weather friend. Um, Sarah, Honestly, thank you so much. I'm so glad because I know that this this conversation was a long thing in the yeah, making. I talked to you, I don't know. Well, before the first time we went to Prague and I kept chickening out. It was it was well over a year so, and a half yeah. ago. You know, it was a it was a long time ago. And I'm so glad that we actually were able to make it happen. Yeah. Sorry I don't have a happy ending for you all, but uh, the happy it's, ending's coming. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. come. And it, you know what? We'll or keep it everybody. Might not. We'll be fine. It might not. Yeah. And but still there's a happy ending yeah. anyway. We're you know? okay. That's right. And I think that's the happy ending. Is yeah. that and you're that's, okay? Remember I said earlier about my optimism changing. My optimism before was like, if I do this, it'll work out. It's gonna be okay. Now the optimism is I don't know if it's going to fucking work. I have no idea. We'll be okay. Life goes that's on. the optimism. Yeah. And that's how it's kind of shifted through this whole thing before. It's like, ah, this is going to work. My odds are good. And will you keep us posted? Yeah, I'll keep you posted. Keep us posted. Totally. And we'll keep you, yeah, do the it. listeners posted. Yeah. Um, don't thank hold you. your breath. <laughs> thank you for coming thank in. Thank you guys for having me. Thank it was, you. It's, it's awesome. It's good to talk about it. And thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we love each and every one of you. We'll be back next week with another fascinating, maybe probably a shorter episode, but maybe <laughs> not. I don't know. Like, no, don't apologize. This is fucking I like, great. I, I love like this long ass shit. This is great. 
Um, uh, some of that but, Joe Rogan stuff. Uh, some of that Joe yeah. Rogan yeah. shit. Fuck, We're, you had to bring him up again. Dude, I know. Hey, man, I'm, you playing, know what, I'm playing bingo. I know. I Joe heard Rogan. That today. Joe Rogan, three hour episodes. This is only close to two hours. Yeah. Oh, was it? Really? Uh, yeah, I know. We went long. Uh, but we hope you enjoyed it. And we hope that, you know, whatever was talked about today resonated with you. And next week's will resonate with you too. And hey, in the meantime, head on over to iTunes, give us a rating, uh, subscribe for sure, 100%, and review us. Uh, if you leave a really good review, we might read it on the podcast sometime soon. We should start doing that for real because we mm-hmm. kept saying it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want to give us some support, you can definitely do that. Uh, yeah, head over, on, head on over to uh, www.patreon.com slash sickboy and contribute to our um, six-bedroom condo fund. We're trying to get a penthouse uh, situation happening here in Halifax. Yeah. Um, we're on our way to, what is it, like 1.6 mil yeah. that we're trying to raise. To it's only because kind of- Sarah gave us half of the shares yeah. of Google, so we're good. That's right. Yeah. So we're on our way. We're almost there. Um, with a little bit more of your help, we can get there and we can be balling AF um, ASAP. So thank you for all your support. And uh, if you want to buy some merch, you can do that too, Bray. Yeah, just head oh, over to. If this ever works out, I expect uh, a sick boy onesie. Oh, it's oh, okay. they're there. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. You got one That's for okay. free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, there's a gentleman who bought a onesie from us who just emailed us, and we have to get back to him. I know. But, I know. That's my fault. I was, uh, I was Bri, away for like a couple weeks. That's and, your task this week. But listen, yeah. if you're listening, buddy, we know that that onesie <laughs> got lost in the mail. It literally according to the map, landed in the middle of the Pacific I think Ocean. It fell out of a plane. It must have. Which literally never happens with any of our other no. merch. It always arrives so, in a timely manner. I'm going to say it right Sorry. here, right now. I hope he hears this before we reach out to him, but we are going to hook you up with that onesie, and because we fucked up, another piece of swag by your choice, and we'll reach out to you in the next coming days. Anyway, that's enough from us this week. We love you all, and until next week... That's not what we I know. That's how I (laughs) sign off with Turn Me On. Sorry. And that's it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeremy. And this is Sick Boy. (laughs) And go fuck yourself. Oh, stop. (laughs) Shit. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.